Hello and welcome to the Good Sex, Bad Sex podcast. This is a podcast from metro.co.uk. I am currently in my room recording this, mainly because it's another very special episode. Now, you might remember way back when, in episode 15, about a year ago, we spoke to the fantastic Cameron Moore about her show, Smut Slam. This is a kinky storytelling night. It happens in London and in a lot of other places, as we're going to find out. And I wanted to take you along because it's one of my favourite events and I wanted you to hear all about it. And so we took this picnic up to the, this hill and laid out the blanket, and we thought, ah, we could get frisky here. We could get frisky here. Um, and we, we just looked lovingly, lovingly at each other, and, and, and he started fingering me under my skirt. Oh, yeah. And then, and, then, um, and then we realized how close we had set the blanket to the hiking trail. <laughs> Smut Slam is a community dirty storytelling open mic. And what that means is that I don't bring in performers. I don't recruit in special guests. All of the people who tell dirty stories at our event are from the audience. And it's completely, um, I want to say chaotic. It's just, I don't know what's going to happen because I don't know most of the people and they just put their names in and I'm drawing the names out as we go. So it's not curated. It's not structured in any way. It's a real roller coaster of different stories from different people's lives. So <laughs> I guess this is just a sort of history of sex toys that I have destroyed. For some, some people have never spoken at a microphone ever in their lives. I want to emphasize this is like non-performers. They may never have had any public speaking experience at all. Um, I don't know. Personally, I don't know why some people get up on the microphone. It's astonishing to me every single time. Uh, I do agree, though, that the rules help, help provide a container for people to feel more comfortable. That is anybody who's getting up here to tell a story from the microphone. No notes, unless you have ADHD or some other condition that you need notes to keep from going completely off the rails. Otherwise, no notes. This is not an erotica reading. Um, <laughs> no costumes or props. Uh, miming and sound effects, on the other hand, are great. <laughs> Those are great. Those are fine. Um, only five minutes with a one-minute grace period. I will be sitting down here timing. At four minutes, I'll go like this. At five minutes, I'll go even bigger. And at six minutes, I will get up and either hug you gently off stage or usher you carefully in that direction. From whatever point of view, the events in the story have to be consensual. So, um, uh, you know, if it's not consensual, it's not sex. So obviously it doesn't belong at a sex storytelling night. Um, the other things that we bring out are obviously no stories involving racism, transphobia, homophobia, misogyny, uh, any, any of that sort of thing we very much are holding apart. Uh, we also want to make sure that people feel safe telling, telling, exposing vulnerable things. So we make a real point. I make a real point of saying, you know, uh, for pe for the audience member not to assume anything about people's sexuality or availability based on what they say at the microphone. Just because someone says they're into something in their story doesn't mean they're into it with you. Last year, I was seeing someone and I was just like, I'd like to go fucking within fields of bluebells. I'm a bit of an exhibitionist Aww. person. And 
And they were like, okay. So in my head, I was like, had this all this lovely idea that, you know, we'd find this quiet bluebell field, that it would just be us two, that there would be a patch of grass, no bluebells, and we wouldn't crush anything, you know, it'd be totally fine, it would be brilliant. Um, and something I probably learned from this experience is manage my expectations. Um, and we are trying to have sex, and it is just not working. It is just like, we are both in pain, he is paranoid, I'm every time a twig moves because wooded area, I'm like, oh, cool, it's a family, I'm expecting this dog to come running up and start licking us for some <laughs> So, basically, at one point, he's just like, I'm just going to whip you with a couple of sticks and then we're just going to, like, fuck off. So, <laughs> I think it's also important to mention one thing I think that makes Smud Slam super uh, interesting and risky for me as the host is if someone violates the code of conduct you know we call it the code of conduct like like fucking girl scouts i don't know but uh if someone violates the code of conduct there has to be uh there has to be consequences right you can't just put out rules and then not enforce them so i make very clear that we're going to have an educational moment i i have heard variations of that story a few times over the years at smut slam i want to remind people First of all, if you have a penis, do not be weird about sizing of condoms. Find one that fits. Don't lose your ego. Yeah. Your ego is not going to take up the extra space. It's going to fall. <laughs> Finally, on the subject of code of conduct, it's not that it's safe, but that it's safer. You know, but there's no way to when we're talking about sex and such vulnerable things. There's no way to ensure that everyone feels entirely comfortable all the time, but I do try to make the space um, a place where we can at least talk about the things that are uncomfortable. I did the thing of like trying to have, trying to have sex with people um, of, of all genders. Um, men seem to be, men seem to be really easy to, easy to get. I mean, I, I realize that's an unfair generalization, um, but you know, I got to kiss a lot of girls, didn't really get to get much further with a lot of them. But I think that's, um, oh, but I think that's just you know being invisible bisexual. I'm surprised that you can see me, frankly. <laughs> and you don't just do storytelling. What else happens at Smuts Lab? <laughs> We do, uh, okay, so we do um, uh, the fuck bucket, which is, I'm so good with naming things, I really am, I know. So we do the fuck bucket, which is just, it's not an actual bucket, it's a state of mind. It's, uh, we do uh, uh, anonymous questions and confessions, so all the audience members, even if they're feeling shy, can just throw something in, totally anonymously. Um, it can be a story that they would tell, but they're too shy. See, this is really my favorite part of like the fuck bucket, is I get to read someone's secret before anyone else knows. <laughs> this is good. All right. Uh, being in a daddy-dom relationship has fulfilled my lifelong dream of being a single child. <laughs> But oftentimes it's questions, um, sex ed type questions or ethic, ethics questions or, um, you know, questions about my sex life. I tell people it's an open book. Like if you, you know, whatever, if you want to know, I'll tell you. So these are chances for the audience members to help shape the show as well. <laughs> Which is the best ice cream flavor to eat out of a person's asshole? <laughs> There you go. There's your ice cream plan for the next year. Thanks for helping me with my 
have you been running Smut Slam? I have been doing Smut Slam in various cities since 2011. So February 2011, I started it in Boston. Up until 2016, these were as I traveled around. So I would take Smut Slam with me as a kind of an adjunct event for if I was at a festival or uh, just performing somewhere. Um, I lived for a while in Montreal six months out of the year, so I did Smut Slam monthly there when I was there. Um, But since 2016... uh, in 2017, when I moved across the Atlantic, um, I have accelerated Smut Slams considerably. So now they're monthly. I do six or seven, like I said, six or seven slams monthly around Europe. Yeah, whereabouts? Um, Berlin, which is where I'm based, uh, Leipzig and Munich, Copenhagen, London, and then either Cardiff or Brighton. Uh, next week, I'm going to Helsinki for the first time. Ah! Uh, and then also... Um, since 2016, I started actively working with people in places where I've been who, and they were like, we want to have the Smut Slam year round, but you're only here once a year. So if the right person approached me, by right, I mean the person I felt like could hold the code of conduct and really you know, run the show along those lines, I would mentor them and, and make it, I guess, to sound crass, like make it a franchise. Basically, it's a branch. So we have uh, branches operating in D.C., New York City, Boston, Ottawa, Winnipeg, Victoria, Melbourne, Australia. Um, and we have one starting up in Chicago, probably, and also um, Santiago, Chile. <laughs> now, the one thing was, I said to myself, this will never happen again in my lifetime. I have to make the most of this. I have to have sex backstage at a festival. Just, 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 yes, absolutely. Now, sometimes in the wonderful world of podcasting, strange things can happen. Like, for instance, you might leave your microphone on whilst you're looking for batteries at the bar and someone comes over to see what's happening upstairs. Can I take two for... Thank you so much. Cheers. What's going on upstairs tonight? A smart slam. Yeah. So it's a kinky storytelling night. It's open to anyone and everyone. It's ten quid to get in. Yeah. And it's... Funny, yeah. it's open, it's kink friendly, non shame, like you, you can get up and tell a story. They don't have it's not like an open mind like where you have like, oh fresh and come up. Yeah. It's just anyone from the audience can get up and tell a story. Yeah. Or you can just sit down, chill out, relax okay, and yeah. enjoy and enjoy. And it's dark it starts at eight to quite soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come oh, now. Honestly, come oh, up, come up, come up, come up. Come up. Sure, go yes! And then those people end up having the courage to do their own story. Okay, so I'm not really sure this is in the theme, judges, but I'm going to give it a go. So I want to tell you, this sounds a bit boring, but I want to tell you about how I met my partner. And I was at a party, and the lady that just talked about the socks um, in the... (laughs) She just left the room. But I was at a party where people weren't wearing socks or whatever it was <laughs> that was said. Um, and afterwards, it was good fun. And afterwards, I decided that I wouldn't have sex for a couple of weeks just to make sure that, you know, yeah. nothing was untoward. And about two weeks later, I was um, buying some asparagus in Waitrose. <laughs> Actually, I was on Grinder. Um, <laughs> And I met this gorgeous guy, this gorgeous guy, uh, almost fresh off the plane, the boat from Finland, in fact, from Lapland. Um, So we had a nice time. And about two hours after we left, I felt a bit of a strange tingling in my penis. 
no. And I was there, oh, no, don't tell me. Anyway, the next day I went to the clinic and unfortunately I had gonorrhea. Oh! Yeah. So I had to text him and I texted him and I said, I'm really sorry, you just came to London for an interview, which is what he came for. Um, and the first person you met in London has given you gonorrhea. Oh. So I heard nothing from him and I was there, oh well, such is life. C'est la vie, as they say in Azerbaijan. And then, uh, about three weeks later, I got a text from another number, from him saying, oh, I'm back in London, I got the job. And I said, oh, great. And he said, do you want to meet up? And I said, yes. And he said, well, would you... Uh, I said, did you get my other text? And he said, no. <laughs> so I had to tell him again. <laughs> So anyway, that was unfortunate. That was all about three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> not like three years ago. Um, but, you know, thankfully, because what goes round comes round, about three weeks ago, I got home for a weekend looking after my elderly parents, parents in Ireland. And I got home and he was looking very, very sheepish. And he said to me, oh, I'm really sorry, but I kind of had a bit of a night. And I said, no problem, no problem, was it fun? He said, yes, it was good fun. About two days later, tingling in the penis, he gave it back to me. Oh! Not exactly the same gonorrhea, but basically. But there he is, sitting there. Oh! So I'm not really sure that was the theme, but that's my story. Yes! Your life is awesome! How did you, how did you come into Smut Slam tonight? Well, we just came to collect a parcel from a car. <laughs> that was a random thing. From across the road in the post office, just there. <laughs> and we just came for a drink. And then we saw Slut Slam written on the mirror. So, and then we asked you, and then you said, come up, and we did. Yeah. <laughs> and you ended up telling a story. And I ended up telling a story. I know, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. One thing I really liked what she said was that you don't have to be funny. Because like, you're thinking there, oh, do I have to be funny? Because she's obviously very funny. And you're thinking, do I have to be funny? And she said, you don't be funny. And that really relaxed me when she said that. Yeah. And I was there, good. Just a story. If it's not funny, it's not funny. You know, so that was cool. It definitely felt we were amongst friends. Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah. I know the kind of people that, that come to Smut Slam. Um, and I think maybe some people listening to this might want to come and be like, oh, I've got no stories to tell. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a dungeon in my basement. So can you reassure listeners? Just let them know who should come to Smut Slam. Um, so who should come to Smut Slam is anyone who is curious about sex generally because uh, what what happens on the stage the stories get, that get told are, are run the gamut from like very PG to very graphic very vanilla I'm not using any kind of like dismissiveness on that one just uh, just kind of what people would say consider just just average whatever to very kinky and um it's really important for me to make space in this event for people with all types and amounts of sexual experience uh, that they feel supported and encouraged and sharing their story on stage if they want to. Um, and the judges, of course, no one's like the points are not being assigned on kinkiness. Right. So it's, it's, it's just, we're looking for good stories. Um, and finally, if you don't want to tell a story, great, because exhibitionists need voyeurs. <laughs> 
people, we need an audience, people who are telling stories. And so if you wanted to sit back, put your confession into the fuck bucket and listen, great. Uh, as long as you're sitting there and you're fully present and really engaged and you applaud at the end, um, that is, that is, uh, that is all we need you to do. And, and anybody can do that, whatever their sexual background. So where are you planning to go next with Smut Slam? Or indeed, with Cameron Moore. <laughs> well, obviously, um, uh, everywhere. Uh, I, I have my own... I'm a playwright as well as a host, right? So I perform my own solo shows. Um, I'm working on one right now. It's called Muse, and it's a storytelling... Uh, event plus life drawing where I'm the model and I talk while I'm, I'm doing the modeling session. So it's, it's um, a very much a, a performance art kind of thing. Very different from what I've done before. Where are you doing that? That is, it's in, I guess it's work in progress right now. I've done it in Berlin and London and I'll be bringing it to the Edinburgh Fringe for nine shows in August. Uh, but as far as Smut Slam goes, I'm very ambitious about Smut Slam. There's a lot of, of, of ways that this can go now and I do get inquiries all the time. Um, well, I mean, all the time, you know, like a couple a week or one a week or whatever, whatever shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, but but you're looking to do a monthly London night. Yeah, it's now monthly London. It was going every other monthly and now we're going to monthly. Uh, I'm like I said, uh, I'm bringing it to Helsinki next week, which is super exciting. I am looking also in the fall at bringing it to like Tallinn, Estonia, because <laughs> it's just all over there. Why not? Why not? I'm in Berlin. It's right there. Uh, I'm, I'm also exploring options for Vienna, uh, for Aarhus, which is near oh, Copenhagen. Yeah. And um, what's the one? Oh, Stockholm. So I'm doing one. In, I'm, fingers crossed. I've got one for Stockholm in September. So I'm definitely, uh, being in Berlin, being in Europe generally is, is really a good thing for Smut Slam. Um, everything is very reachable. Unlike in North America, it's very spread out and um i'm just taking advantage of geography to really push smart slime out there yeah and for the London ones, are you going to be continuing on with the apple tree or do you think you'll find... Oh, yeah. Uh, so London, we we have been running at the Dog Star in Brixton and we're going to stay there for, for now. But we were also looking for a more accessible space. Uh, and we have a chance here to, uh, if we prove that we've got a good turnout, um, we have a chance to bring the show down to the ground floor here at Apple Tree. So that's my goal for the next, uh, for the rest of the year is to really like build up a following. Every other month we're going to be here at the apple tree and then uh, alternating with that and the dog star so brixton camden i feel like that's a good spread across the city and where can people find more details you should go for more details for now until facebook kicks us off uh for obscenity Uh, you should go to smut slam international on facebook Uh, you can also go to my website cameronmore.com that's c-a-m-e-r-y-n more.com slash smut hyphen slam um and and I generally keep the events updated there as well. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. <laughs>